0: Welcome to Accent on Mercy Alumni, brought to you by the Alumni Office at Mercy High School, Farmington Hills, Michigan. I'm your host, Associate Principal Larry Baker. Today's guest on Accent on Mercy Alumni is Katie O'Donnell, Class of 2008. Katie graduated from the University of Michigan with an undergraduate degree in English and Sociology in 2012 and then a master's degree in education with a focus on urban pedagogy in 2014. She was a Teach for America Corps member in Detroit in 2012 and has been teaching elementary school in Detroit for the last seven years. She has taught kindergarten, first, second, fourth, and fifth grades, and currently teaches kindergarten at Detroit Achievement Academy, a small expeditionary learning school on the Northwest side of Detroit. In the past few years, she has focused on designing real world, applicable learning experiences for students that allow them to apply their literacy and math skills to their community and the world around them. She's been living in downtown Detroit for the last seven years, and has loved witnessing and participating in all the growth and change in the city. Well, Katie, it's uh, so good to welcome you to the podcast.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Could you tell us more about the school that you're teaching in, the uh, Detroit Achievement Academy, and uh, tell us some about the the students your school serves.
1: Yeah, so um, as you mentioned in your intro, it's an in- a small school in the city, um, and it's an expeditionary learning school. um, And that is a network of schools around the country that focus um, student achievement through high quality student work and mastery of knowledge of skills and um, high character. So what that looks like is all of our literacy curriculum, instead of being kind of taught in separate subjects, so instead of having a reading subject, a writing time, social studies time, science time, they're all kind of integrated, and we teach that through an in-depth, real-world science or social studies topic, and then we um, give students time to create an authentic, local product, Um, and through that lens, we also guide students to achieve higher-than-average academic growth and strive to be one of the highest performing schools in the city. Um, so we serve mostly low-income African-American students who live near our school, but we do have students who come from all over the city. And I would say more than half of our students come in below grade level, but we work really consistently and focusing on shifting that percentage and pushing students to perform on or above grade level.
0: Wow, it really does sound like it's taking advantage of uh, the latest pedagogy. And I know at Mercy, we have a real uh, push for active learning and real-world engagement. Um, And in fact, we're uh, featuring that as our theme at our Tech Talk this year. So I'm very interested. What what sort of specific lessons have you found to be effective that are real-world applicable? That's a great question.
1: Um, So, we Mm -hmm. always pick one topic of study that we can study for multiple months at a time. Um, And then we spend a lot of time working with experts, doing hands on Mm -hmm. science experiments, and um, helping students to create Mm -hmm. products that mimic professional formats. So, as an example, we um, in kindergarten study trees for I don't I think about five months. Um, and we start that by reading a lot of nonfiction books about trees, but then we go out into the community. So we go on, a, we went on a field study to go maple sugaring, um, which I had never done before. So that was really fun for me in addition to the students. Um, and we got to learn all about maple trees and how they produce syrup. And then we got to go to um, Palmer Park, which is a local city park. And we worked with experts there to learn how to identify different trees that are native to the Detroit area. And so with all of that learning, all of those learning experiences and field studies and expert work, the students were then able to create not just a little write up, they were able to actually create a usable field guide um, with information about the trees in Palmer Park. And then we ended up selling those field guides and using those to help us buy new trees for our school. So. It was a really advanced um, product for kindergartners to do, but it really helped them develop a really deep love for trees. And they also took a lot of time and a lot of care and a lot of effort into that final product because they knew it was something that could be used in the community.
0: That sounds fantastic. You know, speaking of the community, some of our listeners may be unfamiliar with how Detroit has been changing for young adults who live there, such as yourself. Now, what do you love about uh, Detroit community life?
1: Yeah, so I've lived here for, as you said, seven years now. Um, And when I first moved here, there were definitely some, I would say, inklings of change and growth. Um, But there were still a lot of vacant buildings downtown. And in the past few years, a lot of businesses have moved downtown, a lot of restaurants, bars, shops, boutiques, small businesses, really a range of things. Um, and at the same time, not just in downtown, but a lot of, uh, young people and young families have been moving into neighborhoods, buying new homes, um, just a lot of new life happening everywhere. Um, and something that I really love about Detroit is that it is constantly changing. It's not a city that is static. It's, everything is different from year to year. Um, and I think part of that is that so many young people have been coming in and having the opportunity to start new things and make their mark on the city. Um, And another thing I love about it is that the young professional community is very interconnected. Um, Even though Detroit is a big city, it still sometimes feels like a small city. Um, It's easily able to connect with people from different industries and to find a lot of people or interests in common, Um, just because I feel like everybody in Detroit is so active and excited to start new things.
0: Oh, That's a nice uh, thumbnail. Um, Before we conclude, I would love to hear you uh, share a Mercy memory or two.
1: It's hard to think of specific memories of Mercy, but I feel like when I think about my time at Mercy, I think a lot about the community that I formed there. both through like sports teams and classes and newsprint. Um, And I also thought, think a lot about how teachers really encouraged us to learn more about the world outside of Mercy and also really think critically about the world and about inequalities, about history, about injustices, about how we can make an impact on the world Um, and really pushed us to form strong opinions and defend those opinions. and I think that really helped me form my own worldview.
0: That's a lovely thing to say about your school. And I want to say that you, and in fact, your your siblings as well, have had a wonderful impact on the school. And it's marvelous to uh, see how well you're all doing. And this is the first time in my 100 plus interviews, I've come back and interviewed uh, a sister of one of my previous interviewees. So, Katie, it's really been a joy uh, talking to you today. Thank you. The music on accent on Mercy Alumni is performed by concert pianist Julio Siciliano, class of 2001.